Welcome back to another episode of Genuine Uplift. Today we have a special episode uh, about finances. And before we get into the actual episode, I did want to do a disclaimer. This is Luke talking. Um, We are not doing this for greed or for love of money, but for the knowledge and for the power of money, because there is power in money. to be able to not only support yourselves, but those around you and those who are in need. Um, I definitely suggest in uh, tithing, I believe in tithing and the 10% of whatever we own uh, and whatever we get, whether it is $10, a $1,000, a million dollars. And so however this touches you or blesses you, please remember that uh, do not be consumed by the the amount or by the money, but uh, to have stability and to be able to give back. Thank you. Hey, greetings, guys. You know what I'm saying? Welcome back. Uh, this week, we got a special special topic. Uh, we're going to be doing this. We're gonna, we're gonna call this, I'm going to call it Money Walks. Um, okay. And we're okay. going to basically do... <laughs> listen, we're going to do a, a, a podcast about financial literacy. And we brought uh, two gurus uh, along with us. Um, we also should send our prayers up for what, uh, Matthew. Matthew. Yeah. Matthew is, he's, uh, you know. This, we're just going to send his prayers up for him. But to not say nothing else, because that's his business. You know, we're just going to send I prayers up for him. He's absent this time. But I mean, uh, not to put his business out there, but we'll, we're just sending his prayers out for him. He's fine, but we're just waiting for for him to start coughing. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we do have Mark. We do have Mark, and we have two gentlemen here. Would you like to introduce yourself, please, sir? With, your, with, with, with the alias, please. Y'all yeah, playing? They're right. scared. We have here Hezekiah. 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 Hezekiah in the building. And, and then we have Pablo. It's, it's Pablo, Pablo or, or Digital. Both. both. Paul, we're going Paul with Pablo. Pablo. Okay. Pablo Paul. Or Peter for short. <laughs> no, no, no. Anywho, um, you know, I just, I think, you know, a lot of people, especially in my age group, uh, we have a lot of issues with how to deal with saving, how to deal with spending, and how to deal with, uh, you know, all types of different, you know, financial issues, especially since, you know, we've been talking here, praying to God that maybe just maybe they'll relieve us of about $10,000 in student loan debt, considering that the average graduate is burdened with about $36,000 in student loan debt. I just, I mean, you know, so when talking to you guys as a newly graduate, how should one set forth their expending? How should we look for, how should we deal with loans or paying them back? How should we deal with, uh, uh, well, you know, you know, fun stuff like PlayStation 5s and things mm, like yeah. that. How should we, set our balance in our budget. This is our time. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> as a, 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 also a recent graduate last year, because I know you're this year, right, Mark? So, yeah. la- I graduated last year, and so what I was doing the whole time was I was saving and uh, paying down my, my, my credit. Well, I wouldn't say, my, well, that, that, yeah, but, but my debt. Because I was trying to move out my folks' house. So now I have a house, and now it's harder to save. 
but <laughs> but I would say yeah I, I would just say like one of the key factors is like I would feel like if you're in no rush to move out I wouldn't uh, that would be my advice like I probably would have stayed a little longer one to save more also to, to pay down more debt because the less debt you have the better house you can get and just so on and so forth and so uh, my prime thing is like don't rush into like trying to be an adult because once you dare, you in there. You in there. Like, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to come out there, John. Then, so, to, you, you know, you got debt consolidation, but that's still add on right, debt. See, for so, me, like, the first thing I first thing I did when I graduated was buy a new car, and 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 I would love for everyone in the room to attest that I needed one because I did. No, um, no. Yeah, the car I was still working. It didn't have hair, air or heat, but it was still working. That, yeah. but and then the Thanks. suspension problems. It's okay. It was still rolling. But, but y'all, that car wheels were still on. That. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing with you. I'm playing with you. Listen, y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of the necessary. I'm you, so to take a step back, right? So um, when you come out of school, you get that first job, whether it's in your field or it's not in your field, you're you're making entry level money. So you have to pick your poison. Either you're gonna move out and get an apartment or a house, or you're gonna buy a new car. So you have to pick one or the other. You can't I did both. both. Based, or you shouldn't do both. Let me say that since he said he did both. I definitely you shouldn't did both, both too. Based on <laughs> making entry level money, you shouldn't do both. You mm-hmm. should pick one or the other. So that's the first bit of advice that I give you. If the car that your parents bought you that you have an undergrad or if you bought it yourself is still rolling, still has air and heat, and you know there are no major issues with it, you should keep it as long as you can. And focus on, <laughs> you know, if you want to move out as far as like buying a house or... Um, if you want to uh, have that apartment. So that would be the first bit of advice. But really, I recommend, since you're just giving away money with an apartment, I'd recommend... Right, no apartments. <laughs> no I apartments. would recommend, you know, just staying with your folks and keeping that car, stacking money, paying off debt if you have debt from undergrad, like credit card debt, not your student loans just yet, because they're going to give you yeah. that six-month grace for you. Yeah. Use that to your I'm advantage. using their junk. They're going to give you that oh, six-month grace. I was so sad when it came up. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> money. <laughs> they're going to want that money back. Yeah. All those memes you say online about, I can never repay it's you. It's not true. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to repay them or else they're going to take it straight out of your check. <laughs> One of the other. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to piggyback off of what he said. Like, I wouldn't even wait until you graduate while you're in college. If you have a job, yeah, start saving. Yeah, start yeah, yeah. saving. If, you, if your parents are paying for your college education or you got scholarships, or even if you got a refund shit, I know somebody just put a down payment on the PS5. I know they did it. Like, I know. <laughs> it's like, but you can start saving now. Yeah. And like, yeah. when you graduate, I guarantee you when the bills hit, <laughs> you will be prepared for it a lot better. And going back, you know, try to stay at home. Like, that That saves yeah. you so much more money it does. than like, you know, moving out. I made the mistake of moving out early. And yeah, it's like going back, I'm like, yeah, I could have saved. My, my rent at the time was like a, a G a month. And I stayed yep. up there for two years, so that's twenty four grand. Like, yeah, I, I could have, yeah, wasted, <laughs> wasted. Like, you know, you play GTA, it's like wasted. Wasted, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, dude. <laughs> exactly like that. Like, so, yeah. And so, so what I what I hear is uh, from everyone is, you know, we graduate college, whether it was the right decision or not, we take on new debt mm-hmm. from on top of the debt that we have, and I think the thing that circles around debt. Um, is going to be the credit score. So I know most college students like myself, right? I mean, you know, I maxed out my credit card a couple of times. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, like how, how, like, you know, how do you guys deal with, you know, credit debt? What's the best way to build up a credit score um, and things like that? So the best thing 
you know, what I would recommend to people is realizing that there's two different types of credit. So there's yep. lines of credit and there's, there's revolving credit. Yep. So if you take that credit card debt and you refinance it, I know a lot of people don't like doing that because you're like, oh, I've given up, I've forfeited the game. No, it's actually advantageous to you because they're going to see that as a sign of responsibility. Credit lenders are going to see that. So your credit score is going to go up about 15 points when you refinance that credit card debt and you make it a line of credit. Now, the trick is that when you do that is not to run up that credit card bill again, because if you do it, it's counterproductive, right? Because then you're gonna lower your credit score right back. But refinance that credit card that with a line of credit, have that fixed monthly payment that you're making, and just rock out with that fixed monthly payment would be the best thing to do when you have that credit card debt because then that's another line of credit that's a different type of credit so that that's why it boosts your credit score up about that 15 yeah usually on average about 15 or 20 points is going to boost you up because that's a different line of credit because you want to at some point um have every different type of credit that you yes, can have definitely. um except for a mortgage because that's going to help boost your credit score as close as it can to that 800. Yeah. The only way you're gonna get to that 800 or above level is when you have that mortgage, right? And then you have that less than 10% debt. But to get you closer there, you want that line of credit. And the best way to get, or not the best way, but the most convenient way for all of us to get a line of credit is to refinance that credit card debt and do that interest rate, which, I mean, if you have like a, as long as you have at least a 650, yeah. you can do something like between seven to eight, well, six and 8% if you have like a six, yeah. 650 or you can do between six or eight percent mm -hmm. so you know you're making that fixed payment that debt is going down each month so not only do you have that new line of credit that debt is going down each month so that's helping you too with your debt to income ratio and it's building on top of that 15 point boost you already got for being responsible and refinancing that debt right and i'll piggyback again it's like for me it's like i would personally say like i do have an 800 plus score credit but i have refinanced my credit card debt i had over 50 grand in credit card debt like coming out of college because mm -hmm. I paid for college with my credit card. Like I put tuition on it. I will tell y'all, don't ever do that. Yeah. But like swipey swipe <laughs> and I needed some money. But like yes, I refinanced my credit card debt coming from like, you know, the interest rate was twenty two percent, I yeah. think to was like seven point nine when I refinanced. It's like it's all paid off now. But what I was gonna say is like credit cards are good for building credit scores, but people don't really know about charge cards. I would say everybody don't get a credit card, get a charge card because you have to pay it off every month. Yeah. To please, please American explain. Express. Please explain yes. the American, American Express. Express. Get a charge card. Please explain that. A charge card, usually the ones that I know of are the American Express. Like you can get a student green card, you can get the gold card, like with no annual fee. But the thing is, is they force you, it's just like a, uh, like a debit card, but the thing is, it's like they advance you one month's worth of money. You can spend how much you want, but at the end of the month, you got to pay the whole thing off. But what that does is, whatever you spend on your account that month, it is essentially your credit limit. So if you spend a thousand dollars on your credit score, it's going to show my my limit for today or my limit for this month was a thousand dollars. And mm -hmm. you pay it off that month, it shows that you have you know a thousand dollar limit that's empty. So your debt to income ratio at that point in time is, you know, it stays, it fixed. stays fixed. It's like, you know, and that, that looks good. Credit uh, scores love that. They're like, oh, you pay it off, you know, your whole debt in one month. And they report whatever you spend on it. So, and because you're always paying it off every single month, you never mess up your debt to income ratio. And that's something that people taught me later on. They were like, you know, get a charge card. I'm like, what's that? You know, nobody told me about this thing. It's right. Like, All right. It's like, you can't overspend because if you do, 
you know, <laughs> you you have negative money. <laughs> and charge cards get a negative rap, but please understand, like, you know, we're all, or most of us that listen to this podcast are millennials, and we've all heard about the infamous gray card and the infamous black card that American Express has. Please understand that those are charge cards as well. Yes. So your favorite celebrities that be talking about that black card, is yeah. that is a charge, charge card. card. Charge card. Yeah. They are not putting anything on credit. They're not taking out loans. They use the money that's in their pocket to buy whatever they want. They, it might look like, you know, oh, you know, they got a loan, but no, nah, it's not true. They're no. paying that stuff off. Those are month. charge cards. <laughs> American Express is really the preferred credit card company for me because American Express is going to um, look out for you better than you're going to look out for yourself. They're never going to let you get a limit on any of their cards <laughs> that's higher than what, what you know, they feel like you should have. And they their risk rating system that they use is way better than MasterCard or Visa or anybody else. It's way better. Like you might be able to get a fifteen thousand dollar credit card limit with Mastercard or Visa, American Express gonna be like, nope, you can get twenty two hundred. You get two dollars. You stay in it <laughs> because That's American Express is gonna look at it like, mm, I don't trust you. <laughs> no, no, no. Right. So, so when when applying for a credit card, where do you? How do you research this information? Where do you go? How do you get this? So go straight to the websites of the credit card company, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. you need to look at the different cards that they offer, and then you can also, I know you can do whatever you're going to express, you can filter it based on what you qualify for based on credit score and income. So then once you filter the cards that you're qualified for based on credit score and income, look at it and see, okay, which one is going to benefit me the most? So if you like to travel, you know, I recommend the Delta Sky Miles American Express credit cards to everybody mm-hmm. if you like to travel. Why? Because me, at this point in my life, I like to first fly first class. If not, I can't fly first class, I like he's to fly bougie. Comfort Plus. No, he's bougie. Don't let him lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like my warm type. Well, that's not Delta One. Y'all See? know what Delta One is. I'm going to stop right there. But, you know, I like my free liquor when I fly. That is an experience. I, I had liquor on the plane. Like like it, was, it was free. I just I didn't know if I was in first class or not. I was like, what? You're probably in Comfort Plus. When you're in first class, you know it. I'm sorry. You get the pillow. I said, humble blade. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you feel it? Did you feel it? Did you feel that? Look at look at the credit cards that they offer. See what the perks and the benefits are. Um, I know a lot of us millennials like to travel, and I mean real travel, not just like three or four hours outside of our city, but like real travel. We like to stunt for the gram and all that good stuff like that. So I recommend the Delta American Express um, credit cards. Right. Just because you know they're gonna not give you super big limits to where you can overextend yourself, and they're gonna give you some serious benefits as far as being able to earn those sky loans because you want that status. Because when you get that status. You get automatic upgrades when you buy tickets. Like you might buy a regular economy ticket, get that upgrade to Comfort Plus, or you might buy the Comfort Plus, get that upgrade to First Class. <laughs> and trust me, it's a reason why celebrities and rich people that don't want to spend that private jet money still fly First Class. It's a reason. It's still worth it. It's an experience. Like <laughs> he said, Mark. Mark said. <laughs> <laughs> Him. <laughs> okay, so Him I, think, I think the most interesting thing we gotta take a we gotta take a little backpedal, put it in reverse. Like, the, the most interesting thing that we've we have we have gone over, in my opinion, right now is this debt to income ratio. And mm-hmm. I want everyone to know that that's how creditors do rate you. Creditors rate you by a debt to income ratio. Um I'm not sure, I'm not I mean I'm gonna leave it up to you know Pablo or Hezekiah, but you know, if you guys could go more in debt and explaining how a debt to income ratio is organized. 
So like I'll tell you guys, like a credit score is combined of a few things. Primarily it's debt to income ratio, how much you've paid on time um, and other aspects of- Credit card utilization. Yeah, credit card utilization is essentially, you know, a part of debt to income. Your combined debt to income is what creditors see. So if you have, you know, say for instance, you have a thousand dollar credit limit and you're spending $700 um, on that credit card. Your debt to income ratio is like it's it's down. You you almost maxed out that credit card. Creditors don't like to use that. Yeah. Um, as well as like you have to consider student loans. Like you see all these things. It's like you know, the more you pay on your student loans, the lower your debt to income ratio is. It's like they want to see, you know, you are only at about thirty percent. You know, debt to income. Um, that's the so key. Three. So yeah. they want to see you at thirty percent for hold on. That, in that in that revolving credit, they want to see thirty. No, no, no. That's not revolving credit. credit. Lines, lines of credit. credit they want to see ten percent. Yes. Yes. So yes. revolving credit is like it's your, your credit, credit cards, cards and your charge yeah. cards. Those are revolving credit. Lines, lines of credit, credit is your like, car notes, mortgages, anything and like that, and student loans. Like that. So under thirty percent for anything like student loans, car notes, or mortgages. Under ten percent for revolving. All right. So let me get this. Let me get this. Let me get this correct. So. For revolving credit, right? If I might, if I was salaried at fifty thousand dollars a year, yeah, my revolving credit should be less than five thousand dollars a year, right? Right. Well, similar, well, no, 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 you're no. combining that based on salary. So yeah, you're not. Don't, don't, don't think of salary. Your utilization. Your utilization. How much credit yeah. you use? So say for instance, like we're just gonna go grandiose and things like big, like yeah. 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 You have a twenty-five thousand dollar credit limit. Example, because their credit, you know, their okay, you have a two twenty-five hundred dollar credit limit. Say so you have a twenty five hundred dollar credit limit. Ten percent of that is what they want to see. Every wait, month. wait, 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 wait. So, every so you month. saying if I got a five thousand dollar credit limit, right. they want to see me using five hundred dollars? Yeah, they only five hundred dollars to go over. Or you go, all right, how about this? If you go over that, you're able to pay it off like that. That's why to to for it to be at least ten yeah. percent or less. That's why I mentioned the charge cards because it heavily. Like that's what they are looking for. They're like, oh, you know, you're spending more money than you can pay us back, and that's what they want for oh, credit cards. Because they, they want to make money off you. Because if you look at how, if you really take time to read that 12-page agreement that comes with your credit card, <laughs> if you like, see time. how they calculate that minimum fee every month, yep. <laughs> they make their money off of you based like and within 12 fee. to 18 months. They make their money, whatever your balance is in your credit card. They've made that money back off of you. They just want you to keep paying that minimum payment so they can keep making more money off you. That's why they keep increasing your credit limit because they yeah. want to make money and off it you. It's very predatory how the system works. That's why we say 10%. Like, you know, if you got a $1,000 credit limit, mm-hmm. you should only be using 100 and pay it off. This is Pay it off. <laughs> like, as a side note, I suggest, I know they said a charge card. You don't want to use a charge card. Discover has a good card where it starts you off at 200 you deal with that and they boost you up to 2000 how you deal with that and then it just boosts you up as you go but the more that you keep up with that they boost up your limit and that helps build your credit because yeah. you want the 200 2000 the more credit revolving credit the limit that's why like american express like when people see that they're like oh okay like that pretty much kind of boosts you up because of how american express yeah. deals with their credit you know what i'm saying yeah. so if you got any any like all these synchrony cards, and I, I bring it up because I I know how it is. <laughs> you had to get away from them, and I got and I got about two or three of them. I got I got about two or three of them cards. My synchrony is gonna give you that great. My first credit card was a GameStop credit card. I used to work there. I was a GameStop credit card from well, actually that's you know what that's community, but. 
they the same. Damn. It's the same. Company. Pretty pretty much the near the same. Um, them I got about two or three, but that means that that's not going to help you <laughs> as much as so discovering. Or American Express will help you. Yeah. Uh, so try not to do, and I or understand if you, if you need a master's. Chase. Yeah. They, oh, that's yeah, a good Chase. credit card. Chase be a MasterCard is the best credit card other than American Express to have. They're going to mess with you so tough. Those rewards on that card, it's cash. You can turn around and redeem those rewards and pay yeah, yeah, your yeah. credit card. What I'm going to say, though, the thing rewards. about these cards that we're talking about, like, I'm going to kind of rewind. Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah, have yeah. to have the credit score to get these cards. You do. So, like, you being do. a college student or, you know, coming out, like, I would suggest get on your parents' uh, accounts because it also mm-hmm. gives your credit score. Like, that'll well, help you get on there. Yeah. Like, uh, not, like that's the What's best the thing uh, authorized can, user? Yeah, authorized user. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody yeah. told me that until after college. And so <laughs> if your parents are financially responsible, which you know that you know your parents, how they're living, you know you, you know how your parents are living, you know what they do for a living, you know how yeah. y'all live. If they told you yes or no, like too much or too less, mm-hmm. you know that. So if your Asterisk. parents are financially responsible. <laughs> just just disclaimer, other, just make sure the, the card that you're being authorized user of yeah so it's because there are sometimes i mean people go people go through just like how we all struggle we all can can get through something and then like at the charge of charge of charge things have especially for parents if you just graduate i know it's money after money and money it can add up and then it, it starts to look bad on you especially if you're just trying to get something right after the fact like okay now i want a house but that debt that they use on you is it's on you it's on you so this is another thing that people don't really realize like um healthcare and insurance and stuff it's like stay on your parents healthcare like as long you as possible until, you can stay on until what 25 right? 26 26 yeah, I'm, I'm keeping count yep so, thank you to <laughs> president yeah. obama and former vice president oh, here we go. joe biden for that before <laughs> that you had to get off of before that but we um, do not endorse any given candidate, unless they give us money, and ain't nobody giving us. Or money. take away, or take away these student loans. I don't endorse. I don't, I don't endorse you if you give me money. We're taking away student loans. I endorse. I endorse whoever is going to uh, benefit me at the time. That's why I endorse. At the time. At the time. He's no more than a. <laughs> All right. So I, would, I would <laughs> hey, That's what I learned. From, that's what I learned from my parents, right? Because I remember forget my dad voted for Mitt Romney in one of the elections because he was like, right now I got. Republican pockets, but when I retire, I'm gonna have Democratic pockets. And he was like, "It's very important. I need to vote for the future, not the present." So I like that. So, anywho, um, you know, <laughs> I hope you guys have been, you know, just watched over with a whole bunch of information because I've been learning bull crap too. But um, another question that what <laughs> what eight hundred plus credit score? I'm, I'm only a seven sixty. I just want to point. And I'm lower than that, so hey. I'm lower than that. I just want to point that out. But we're, we're on our way, though. We're on our way. But but so what I'm what I'm, what I'm, what I'm saying is like all right. So we've talked about credit. We've talked about post college. How do we right cope with just daily life spending? Because see, for me, I really don't spend that much money every week. But at the end of the day, I want a goddamn PlayStation Five, and this woman <laughs> of mine just been drained all that little PlayStation Five account so that we can have a wash in the dryer. 
which is which is essential. And, okay, so <laughs> if you're in a washing dry, that might not be right. Did she get the whirlpool? Cause you ain't nothing bigger than whirlpool out here. Well, or did you get the Samsung with the TV in? It? I got the Samsung, but it, it ain't got no TV. In is it a front? Is it a front washer? Is it a front load? Is it a double decker? I didn't see nothing. Okay, I see. It's a, if it's a front load, you got it good. I know you're a girl. She got money, so you got you got the top of the one. All right, I trust her. You got the top one. So what I'm saying is, like, does it have Bluetooth? Can I can through it. I can tell it what to do <laughs> as it's spinning. Is it gonna start playing hip hop music? I can tell it what to do from work. That's what I know. See, see? oh, that sounds like, like that sounds like, sound like, like she got the six thousand dollar watch. I hope not, but wow. So, so, but you know, like when it comes to stuff like that, right? You know, like how do we, you know, you have residual bills. Like I'm gonna have a bill I gotta see every month. Like every month, no matter what happens, I'm paying for Hulu Live. So, you know, <laughs> you subscriptions. Know. Yeah, I'm glad you brought subscriptions up. Yeah, that's a whole different thing. Okay, we're gonna we, stop now. Nah, nah, let's keep going. No, no, let's talk about subscriptions. Let's talk about subscriptions. So, please, subscriptions are dangerous. They are. Because I love you will automatically bill those to credit cards. People do that most. I do that. Ninety percent of people bill those to credit cards. <laughs> Definitely. Now, little iTunes notification pops up saying your credit card's got billed. You don't even know what that subscription is. I would challenge you to come back and look and figure out what it is. Like, for example, I discovered that I was paying title and apple music money every month and i was like you know what oh no i don't need both of you these. just need one music and, oh and spotify i was paying spotify too oh, oh you were just silly he got money money he got legal podcast <laughs> he not hurting no i <laughs> cut one of those off i'm still keeping title because so, title got the exclusives so, day to day like day to so. day i think when people slip up on it's like they don't see like the everyday occurrences i like my wine yeah. i'm gonna drink wine every day i'm just gonna let y'all know it's like i like wine it's like that's budgets yeah, budgets. That's exactly <laughs> what I was gonna say. It's like day to day. You should have a day to day budget. Okay. You should have a monthly budget. Everybody can't do all that. Like honestly, I have a monthly budget. Like this is my wine expenses. Like I'm not going over that. It's like yeah, if I if I want to ball out and like all right, I'm gonna buy like this bougie bottle of wine for the whole month. Yeah. I'm drinking no more. I ain't doing it though. But <laughs> really, if you wanna if you wanna know about finances, your daddy has a great song called Recession Proof. Oh. He talks about how you can't keep up with Jay Z and them, and he's at financial. He got to know his lane. You got to know your lane. You can't hang out with your friends that made eighty grand a year if you make thirty grand a year. Listen, this you this can. is the they key. Just gotta pay for it. They just, yeah, you just gotta know. You can't. Go Don't listen to none of them. You can't hang out with your friends that made eighty grand a year. Right. If you make thirty grand a year, you can't, you can't go swipe. I feel like I feel like it just like so. Obviously, you better know your lane. For example, <laughs> the example you brought up with the washer and dryer. Y'all just moved into that place not too long ago. Oh, oh, not with so so, so when you're when you're thinking of moving, those are expenses you had to think about yes. before you move. So you those you need to save or call your people, call your folks. You need to save money, or you just need to Every you know get the help that you can. Um, you know, I feel like I think the budget is really key like uh having a certain amount of money that you want to spend for a certain amount of expenses and just leaving it like that or just having a type of uh yeah. uh i, I would say a type of formula when it comes yeah. to stuff you want to just buy for yourself right because see i know for me right i'm gonna have like even if i don't manage to get the playstation 5 and i pray god i do i do like i have a i'm going to have a playstation Plus budget, because I know that's something that I like every month. Right, right. I'm going to have it, but I, I have a budget. He has wine. I budget for bourbon. You know, I budget for gasoline. I budget for 
That's awesome because I'm built off bourbon and poor choices. Right. right. <laughs> so, so, I, so you know, we should, we should drink together sometime then. But no, it's only is for years. But you, you know, <laughs> so but you know, like budgeting is like very important. And I think, um, you know, for me, like I was, I was hanging out with my line brother last Sunday, and he was like, he was like, why do you budget so perfectly? I was like, I don't know. Right. So like, all of my money goes if. I know where all of my money is going when I get my check, and whatever's left in my account is is money that I can screw off. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's and that's that. You know. So mm-hmm. I mean, budgeting is important, but you got to sit down with yourself and talk that out because it's it's, 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 it's a ma- it's a maturity thing. Mm-hmm. Like you have to you got to have a certain. If you're not mature enough to budget, yeah. which it's a real maturity thing, like they said, the best way to do it or the laziest way to do it would be to do this. So get you a credit card with a max of $2,000 limit. You go ahead and you set up your rent to automatically draft on that, your cell phone bill, whatever other bills that you yeah. have that can be paid on mm-hmm. the credit card, go ahead and automatically draft those bills on that credit card. So then you know when that money comes in, you automatically got to dump it on that credit card and pay it off. And then whatever is left, you take that money, that's your going out money, yeah. your eating money, your shopping money, your gas money, that's whatever's left. Mm-hmm. Do it that way if you can't budget for real. If you yeah. can't really budget, and be real with yourself. If I you can't really budget. I wouldn't even, starting off, I wouldn't do a credit card because they give you more money than you have. Like, you know, I would, like, do it with your regular check and debit, debit account. Like, my rule is 50, 30, 20. 50% for needs, 30% for wants, 20% for savings. Like, mm. that's it. It's like, that is it. It's like, because... That's not like you got money. So, so listen, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one percent talking. Listen, <laughs> That's how I do. Mister, 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 no. Cardinal's getting pulled. Mortgage is getting pulled from this. That's a need. Things getting pulled for this. That's a need. Next week. The Cardinals getting pulled from this. Insurance is getting pulled from this. Break it down down for me. How much is a need right now? Everything you said was a need. Was it not? Yeah. I do the 25, 25, 25, 25. (laughs) (laughs) What's your need? I'm telling you. What's your need? That's like saying... But sometimes it's more than 50. I'm saying... I'm saying sometimes it's more than 50%. That's what I'm saying. Thank you. That's what I'm saying is... But he has an Andrew, but that's because he has a house. He's the only one of us in here with a house. But I, I get what you're saying. Oh, yeah, if it, sorry, if it isn't a yeah. need, then like you need to adjust your lifestyle. Yeah, you can't be out here living a Jay Z Beyonce life. I don't, and I definitely don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't be out here doing that. That's why Gotti said financially, you gotta stay. You better know your land. Like, so, 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 I've so, been wearing the same clothes in, in since I moved in that house. <laughs> like, I ain't bought no new clothes it. yet. I ain't got a new hat yet. I ain't bought no I new shoes. You know, $2,000 a year. I got a sibling. I'm already set up. $2,000 a year. I can't keep up with them. They call me the other week like, hey, we going here. I'm telling you. You know what? I can't go. 30, 20. I don't like that. All right. I'm going to tell everybody here. Look at your accounts. I guarantee nope. you, Dad. <laughs> I guarantee you that more nope. than likely, what's going to end up happening is you're spending about fifty to sixty percent on needs. That's you, true. You have I a ten percent account. Most definitely, that is just fifty-eight percent of our income, my monthly income, goes to needs. Yeah, most definitely. It's like yeah. that's why I said thirty yeah. percent on wants because if you're spending thirty percent on your money on wants, you, you're doing something. I that's actually, a lot of money to spend on something. I save. Yeah. I save about twenty-two, twenty-two percent of my income every month. See, Mark. See. But but so in, in, anywho, uh, uh, so nah, nah. I, I hear I hear the next thing I right. Pablo brought up. Huh? 
Pablo Ooh. brought up a very interesting thing. goes to Tyus, I say about eight percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pablo yeah. brought up very. Yeah. I, I will say that. Tyus is a bill, by the way. I just want to point it out. That's for me. Four hundred a month <laughs> for Tyus. Me. Ugly. Yeah. About <laughs> <laughs> so, near. So, so we Pablo brought up a good thing. That's a me. Checking accounts. I think. I think you know at least for for my family. Yes. At least for my family, black people, we tend to just get a bank account and a debit card, and we think we're all right. I agree with that. Well, Hoover Dam, you know, that's not what this is about. We're about to, you know, developing one's income and, and stuff. So, right, I'm, I'm thinking about closing one of my savings accounts. Well, my Regents checking account. Close it. Because, oh my God. So, because. <laughs> Because the interest rate is just so ridiculous. And I was like, Bank of America has offered me something significantly better, significantly more, you know, attestable. And I was like, all right, I'm leaving that. Right. And then I got, I also got an account at a credit union for their interest rates. Yeah. Um, Keep the credit. Um, and because I'm going to refinance my car next year and drop every bill that I, you know, that car note when I go to medical school. So, you know, things like that. Don't just play with your checking account. You know, your checking account is important. Let's make money off the money you don't touch. Even if it's just checking account. Like we think we should make money off our savings account or our Roth IRAs. No, your checking account should be bringing in some type of income too. Right? And so, so like I know Capital One, Capital One checking accounts, for example, they offer about, I think 0.1% or uh, which is like five times higher, five times higher than the average bank account in the United States. Uh, which means like, what's 0.1%? It means like if you have $1,000 in account, you make $1. Whereas with most bank accounts, you make one penny, you know? Mm -hmm. So you should go ahead and invest in an account of that magnitude rather than, you know, uh, another account, you know? So I think that's, I think that's crazy. And I'm a fan of uh, online banks. I know mm -hmm. some people don't like to mess with those guys, but um, banks like SoFi and Ally, they give you very high interest rates just to keep your money there. Yeah. Like, um, I'm not sure of the interest rates right now, but the downfall is there is not a physical location. You know, you have to call in, but the interest rates, if you know you're confident in the online bank, I personally bank with SoFi, um, you know, you get, you get a very high interest rate. Like, just for <laughs> leaving your money there, you don't got to do anything, you do your day-to-day -day stuff, and you get, you know, you get a check every month. So, is that uh? Do you have to do direct deposit to get the interest, or just put money in there? As long as it's the money, money is sitting there, yeah. yeah. As long as you have money. Well, in I just know account. uh, yeah. there are some that's yeah. like you know. Yeah, you're right. There are some you got to do a direct deposit, but this is this is one I use that too. Yeah. Well, that was for the listeners and for myself. Yeah. So <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't yeah. know you used that. Yeah. I, 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 like like okay. yeah. I didn't know anybody messed with online banks. I didn't know anybody messed with online banks It's a little risky. Oh, yeah. It's a little risky. I mean, well, it's not risky, but it's one of those. It's, new. it's not a comfort thing. Yeah, it's, it's not new. tried and true. It's like new. So you know, I'm always so not going to take about the decentralized bank. I'm ready You know. You know, I'm 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 ready to take risk. I'm not just out here with the tried and true because <laughs> buy crypto. No, that I'm not doing. I'm not buying crypto. I'm sorry. Buy crypto. I gotta see what my money is gonna translate back into. The crypto is thirty four percent up. Right All right, now. guys. So I think I think I'm gonna go ahead and call it a day on this episode. Yeah. Um, but I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna start asking questions at the beginning, at the end of money walks, just to just to gauge people. I think it's funny. <laughs> um, I saw, you know, I listened to I listened to an economist podcast called Money Talks. So this is 
Just funny. So, anywho, um, wow. yeah, no, for real. So, when did I'm gonna ask a random question? Does anybody know? Um, you know, I guess it's gonna be leading into our next podcast about <laughs> currency. Does anybody know when the federal government restricted banks, states, and municipalities from from creating their own currencies? Because anybody got to guess. 1900s. Before that, it's got to be before that. Okay. Just for the simple fact, because actually, no, I take that back. It would have to be during probably the first depression. I say because they wanted everybody to put their money back into the banks because they needed that capital okay. to rebuild the infrastructure. Okay. Anybody else got a guess? Mm-hmm. All right. So, <laughs> so, so, so this ended in 1866. Oh, it's closed. Dang it. Right. So in 1866 was the 1866 whole... right. 1866 was the end of the free <laughs> banking <laughs> era. <laughs> 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 I'm close. 1866 was the end of the free banking era, and um, you know, it was where Memphis, for example, could not give its out its own currency any longer. My one of my uncles, he has a currency that states Nashville, Tennessee, right? Um, and he felt he found it alongside a whole bunch of Confederate United States dollars, uh, Confederate states dollars. So I think uh, that was a very interesting period. Andrew Jackson inspired much of that period. Um, it's just a very fun period in, in all of humanity where. You know, interest rates and all this inflation and stuff was just ridiculous. Mm. But we'll leave inflation and central banking, Pablo, to the next episode. (laughs) I am not a fan of central bank. We hate. I love central banking. I'm not a fan. But we can debate that on another episode. Keep printing money. We keep printing money for quantitative easing and good reasons. All right, you can control. Printed currencies, you can yeah, you can't the control problem. them, the other ones. But let's end this episode before we start yelling. Um, anywho, um, I think this has been a very good episode. I'll probably you know next episode may be about currency, could be about investing and how to learn how to invest. Um, Stocks, forex, and crypto. No forex, but no yes, forex. yes, no forex. forex, no forex, no forex. I'm bringing up forex because people get the bad rap okay, from the okay, groups. Okay, okay. You don't have to have a group to do 4X. Okay. All right. So you don't have to you don't have to You don't have to buy into a group to do 4X. You can do it solo. Right. And that is an informational session. (laughs) To let you know that you don't have to buy in. You can do it yourself. But I think I think this is a very good terminus to this episode. Uh, hopefully next week we're back to the regular schedule program. And I think probably the following week, maybe, if if Luke allows, we can return to this place or this type of talk and see what happens. We'll, we'll, we'll see what's popping. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Have a blessed week. And, you know, Luke, if you got anything to say. You, you did it wrong. I'm in Robert. All right, let's go.